When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you, so visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com Welcome into episode 34 of Coffee and Shell. I am Sleeves. He is Kesso as we power through the summer months, the downtime of our dearly beloved video game NHL as uh, we try and come up with new things to talk about. Uh, Kesso, my man, uh, we'll start with you know what we always do and, and how are you doing? What are you up to? Um, dude, I'm doing really good. Uh, I went to a work happy hour on Friday, drank a little bit too much. I inadvertently invited like my whole office over to my house at some point in July. Excellent. So that's happening. Um, it's always fun to get together with coworkers outside of work, especially like uh, in finance and stuff, because people are always like so not uptight. I work with a lot of good people. <laughs> Um, but yeah. just like you actually get to see the person, you know, oh, yeah. um, you know, you're at work. It's like, oh, another Monday. Da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, you got those TPS reports. Right. But like outside of work, you get to see like, oh, this person's interested in this stuff. Like, you know, you see their significant other, uh, you know, they're more than just a name behind the screen or whatever. So okay. it was a lot of fun. And then other than that, I had this uh, we talked about it a little bit on the podcast. I had what I think is a gold mine of a business idea. So I'm pursuing well. that with uh, with another content creator, Two Man Advantage. Um, so we're working on some things like almost every day. Um, I guess uh, time to put my MBA to use uh, as I'm in the program, but um, it's, it's exciting. Uh, and then that's dope. Other dude. than that, the dog days of summer for NHL content, right? It is tough. It is very tough. Let me tell you. Um, well, that is good to hear. I'm glad that uh, you know. I mean, a good workouting. I miss that. I haven't had one. I mean, I guess when I went to Philly, like, is that yeah. a workout? Well, you got that, and then you got uh, you went out to dinner in San Jose, right? So it's like a that's workout. That's true. Yeah, that's a workout. Seeing Sparty was a workouting. I guess that's true. Okay, 
All right, I fair mean, enough. He pays half your uh, income, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> you went out with he's your boss. Capital, yeah, he's a capital investor of Sleeves, the Sleeves Corporation. Yeah. Uh, man, we're into. Have you? Let me ask you this: Have you watched any of the GWC? I did. I watched a little bit on Saturday. Um, okay. Who did I watch? That was the PS5 side, right? And PS4. Uh, Yes. Okay, so I did watch some of that. Um, There was some good gameplay. Um, There was. There was. I think uh, Abe's going pushing Gren. I think Abe's is is now into the uh, um, discussion of, like, one of the better players. Like, I would put him in the top 15 in North America. You know, like, I would be willing to, you know, be pretty confident. Like, so he took Gren to three games. After the first game, he won, which is pretty handy. He did he did very well. I was like, okay, here we go. Grant down one again, like finding, but ends up finding a way to win. And then you could definitely see the nerves in the second and third game. They probably they went pretty much as anticipated. Uh, but then he eliminated Pens. Yeah, and uh, I saw Pens. I talked to I talked to Junior Pens afterwards. We were both very high on him that he had a very good shot of not just getting to Montreal but winning the whole thing and. He showed me the screenshots of the game and talked. I, I saw I them watched, too. Yeah, I watched Penn's games against Regs, and it dude, it reminded me a lot of Florida and Tampa. It, not that, not that like the better player didn't win. Regs was definitely the better player in those games, but it just looked like he was fighting the the game the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Rocky, if you don't get a bounce and you're playing someone extremely good, it's very difficult. There's a couple goals that he had uh, given up that were uh, tough. Um, animation wise and and you know it's very difficult to come back against someone that's as good as regs so we get gren regs uh for the finals to go to montreal one of them more than likely both of them would will move on to to montreal and it it just goes to i want to talk about this a little bit because i saw someone bring this up um because the mlb summer circuit happened which is like their gwc um and again i gotta MLB does a lot of great things, but man, they are lagging behind in esports and competitive yeah. play, like way behind. So to put this in retrospect, like they give out their their prize pool is twenty five thousand for their summer circuit. The NHL is a hundred, and you got to think like, what's the player base like? Almost ten times, probably, like, probably at least, yeah, right? At least, right? So um stunning there but uh they're at least making strides over the last two years and someone had tweeted out like man it's funny how much everyone complains about the games and you know sports games as a whole and you know all the the, the luck and the crap animations and, and the dumb glitches and it's like man you get to the end of like the best on best and it's always the same few mm-hmm. it like kind of makes you think you know, like, yeah, that, that's, I, I think that, those guys are just so far ahead that they can beat the yeah. lock, right? Like, they're just uh, watching regs play against pens. Um, I thought pens played uh, game one. I actually thought that was like a 50 50 game. I thought yeah. pens had a lot yeah. of bad luck there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he let up like kind of like that same uh, one timer play that you kept calling out, right? On the yeah. broadcast. Um, but other than that, like, pens was that was the best game one was the best he's played all year. Um, in terms of skill, it just didn't work out. Um, and I think uh, the luck doesn't play a factor really until you get outside of like the top four players whenever you get into like that five through maybe like top 20 where like eh, probably like the fifth best player should beat like the 20th best player most of the time um they're just not as good as like regs and gren that to counteract that luck and it's wild to me because in a video game like nhl it pro- like it's never stated actually maybe it has been stated i know that there is something that um uh, what's the best way to say it like I, it's been mentioned publicly like they're they program human error 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing right. with like mist nets and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I... exactly, exactly. And you would think that like they somehow managed to beat that. You know, maybe they won't win because every because they tournament. get ten chances to your two, right? So exactly, even and if it, they get it, bad luck, it doesn't matter. And it's wild to watch them play because, like, like I said, yeah, like there's ways to play this game. Obviously, we make content on like you know improving at it and, and in different levels. You're you're at the higher end. I'm more like trying to make the player base a little bit better as a whole. And, um, you know, it, it's wild that what, what they do, cause it's in the NHL video game, the one thing I'll say with the NHL video game, it is requires the most some skill and yeah. it's really not close. Like it's really not anywhere. You close say to that the to some games. Madden players, all of a sudden there's Dude, a fight, but, uh, knowledge like Madden is all knowledge. Yeah, it in is. My opinion. There, there's there's a lot money. of stick skill in, in Madden. Um, in, yeah, like, ever since it went to ultimate team. Yeah. Ultimate team in Madden is, is probably the biggest money pit pay to win ultimate team of any game Dude, it's like uh it's know. disgusting it's like the indian casino on uh christmas vacation is that you ever watched that as a kid where they never uh, seen did it. okay well somebody got a reference that listens to that and they were <laughs> laughing um but it's just like yeah it's like a casino like how ultimate team is in madden it's wild in nhl uh i don't think it's pay to win i think it's pay to play okay. um i think it's like you have to put money in if you don't start at a certain time or you don't have an x amount of hours to grind every week you can get a team but pay to win like i have the best team ever which by that logic means that i should beat everybody right yeah. and obviously i don't especially this year i struggled so bad this year um but yeah like madness i think is all like knowledge you need to have extensive knowledge of like when you're facing a cover two when that free safety is going to drop or when there's a spy like it's wild how much they know and obviously there's set plays that almost everyone runs but still like you have to acknowledge like when certain plays are what audibles could potentially be coming and that's where it far takes over nhl that's that what i but, like about madden a lot i remember yeah. reading uh, or watching an interview uh this guy hadn't played competitive madden in probably 15 years his name was big gene i believe he had mm -hmm. won the madden challenge in like 2004 and 2005 and it was like 100 grand to like the winner and like nobody else got like any money um wow. and he said every single year when he got the game he would go in the practice mode and run every single play in the game in every playbook against like uh the various types of defenses he could go against right and he would do that for the, how long would that take you know i would i am craving new strategies bro yeah maybe i don't think i think we're the only ones that talk about this like among like creators like because it's uh, really boring in the sense that like like if they imagine they didn't come up with anything new okay but they came out with like 15 new offense and defensive strategies like <laughs> The entire game would play change. The entire game would change. Yeah, it would be. It'd be great. I mean, there'd be. You don't even have to go customizable like like the created plays and stuff. But like, if you just added more strategies um, in the information era, like I think that created play in NHL would absolutely ruin the game entirely. Yeah, it would almost be like the created playbooks in Madden, right? I mean, yeah. I keep, keep bringing up Madden, but um, yeah. it would be because there'd be a few that would like mess with the AI a little bit, um, and then all of a sudden there's. 20 youtube videos right hey guys no sleeves here with this play that will break the game yeah like you would it, it would just yeah like the information era just like completely ruins it. especially in nhl because like their patches are so few and far between and it takes them forever and the most important not the most important player but i mean i guess like in hockey like if you have a good goaltender you're fine but if, if it's ones and zeros and the goaltender is programmed like there is always going to be certain things that will beat the goaltender yeah right until we get to a point in which the ai goaltender can evolve mid-game which terrifies me because then we're like in terminator or something but like yeah 
I don't see how that would ever that'll ever change. Um, so a creative play, it would be really fun, but you would it, it would after a week the whole game would be ruined. You would have it would be the most dog experience. So I just want like the potential chance to have like, dude, there's three offensive strategies, right? And um, they've been the same since Mark Crawford in 2004 wanted to teach us them, which is just in it. I don't know how this isn't brought up more. Like me and you talk about it quite a bit. Like, oh, we've, we've probably it, talked about it on 10 podcasts, maybe out of the 34. Dude, but like, it's just inexcusable. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I, mean? like I, I think the thing that makes it difficult is it has these sliders, but you're like really not sure how it what impacts they do. yeah like yeah. you kind of have an idea and you change them and you find ones that you like but there's no like concrete evidence of like this is what this does this is why i like it my guess would be so uh, again being game changers we get to see behind the curtain a little bit and i know not just nhl but this is how like yearly sports games go they have a list of like 200 things that they want to fix this is like how you know the millionaire mindset you know you put like you know you have your list of things that you want to complete but then the mm. most important have to go at the top and then you work on that one and you don't move on to the next one. And then you go on and on and on and on. I feel like strategies is probably like seventh every year. <laughs> and they like literally just can't get to it every single yeah. year. Um, you know, and I, I would assume that all of the resources for NHL and their development team is on cross console. Like I would be personally, I, we haven't seen anything on, on the next year's game. We usually don't until like, well, I mean, around this time. Yeah, you yeah, know, but like we haven't June. yet, which is like weird because like uh, sometimes prior years we'd have like a build of the game or something. Yeah, um, and, and usually the uh, usually the the old game changer trip, which <laughs> it's gonna sound crazy, is way more effective than the what we have now. Yeah, um, where they would fly people out and basically you're locked in this room for like three days, eight hours a day, and you're like just playing the game against like six other players, yeah. which sounds like. It's just like a like you know a free trip to all the people who are the most popular in the game, man. The amount of stuff that you accomplished and bugs you found in those, I only went to one, compared to now where we'll get builds, but no one's life aligns. That's like, the hard part about it. Because, we're not paid. Yeah. We're not paid to be game changers. <laughs> stunningly enough, we're not paid to be game changers. So there's people like you. You have a job, and now you've got to test. And you, we test solo, like to be honest, it, a lot. Or we'll you know, play it's funny. The, the console thing came up as an issue too that that past year, right? Because there were four mm-hmm. different consoles to test on, and they had uh, to a make a the, bill they could send. Yeah, and a lot of the game changers were on Xbox. I had nobody but uh, Henrik, or not Henrik, mm-hmm. um, Thrash Me to play against. And Thrash, yeah, yeah, like that was it. Yeah, yep. like it, it was. Uh, it, it was a lot more difficult and obviously COVID impacts that that wasn't like an ea like thing but like obviously cost but if, like, but if ea cheaper. started COVID, you wouldn't be surprised right no yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's it dude that's it um but yeah like so it it just seems to me like that specifically would be way down on their list and it, it's really unfortunate because when you think about gameplay they're always it's they're always hyper focused on like new animations and like s- skating engines and all this like dude if you just gave us more routes and control over where our ai go we would change that that would change the game uh, more than dude, anything else. You, so against regs uh yeah pens man he had the a line real change no it wasn't the line change regs passed the puck around the boards and his yeah. ai skated backwards like just directionless oh, yeah. into the boards his and i was like i was like oh my yeah. god yeah. i was like i feel so bad for him because i have no idea why the ai did that and it happens too quick to click on the guy right and that's just one of those things where it's like yeah the ai kind of gave at the, at the 
at the end of the or the beginning of the year if you guys remember back to the beginning of the year there was an error or there was an issue where the second your players went into the defensive zone or when they were defending the rush no matter what no matter where they were on the ice they would turn around and skate backwards do you remember that when all five would like i I couldn't remember if that was this year or last year i think it was this year okay this year feels really long (laughs) i'm not gonna lie (laughs) yeah uh, but uh yeah so they did a patch to fix where like all of them would turn around it was comical like if you got it it was like you're controlling a guy and your defenseman at the top or your wingers can defending the defenseman at the top of the rush would turn around and skate back into the zone pens had that too where um his ai went behind the net to go and intercept a pass where he just passed it along the boards and it wasn't a fast one but because the the ai decided to turn its ass around and go back into the boards his stick didn't intercept it and it went right through for an easy goal and it's like you know like that that stuff's pretty unfortunate but i would be i would if i were to hazard a guess all of their resources from as many as they can pull is working on the cross console issue. You have to assume that, especially after FIFA announced their testing, I think that's going on in June and that's going to be on the current game, uh, which is pretty cool. So I'd also hope Madden, have they announced anything yet? I don't believe so. And they're not, there's no EA play thing this year. eh? there's some things. Maybe we should talk about this because there's been some questionable things in the news recently. One, it went public that EA was looking for a potential buyer. Yeah, right? Like a merger. Wasn't that it? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like they were trying to be sold off or like to Apple or Disney and they'd be a sole proprietor. It was like they wanted a merger with another company. And that's that's interesting. Um, because like that that speaks that like they want a major shakeup in how their company is is run. Um, or or operated and then you had like there, i just saw an announcement there's no ea play so there was no there was ea pulled out of e3 a couple of years ago now e3 is completely gone which you know unfortunately COVID ended that event i personally loved it it was kind of like but they wanted like a million dollars for 15 minutes on a stage so yeah dude and i love i'm sure you remember watching those as a kid mm-hmm. too like on g4 and stuff if you guys had yep. that in canada where it was like yep. that was like the fun thing to watch and was that june that it would happen yep yeah yeah um in about a couple weeks yeah and like it's sad to me but like i understand as a business and a lot of people don't think like that right like obviously like as a consumer you just want what's best for you as you should right but you have to logically think is if you were to run a business not ea because ea makes hand money or or money or or hand hand over fist money but even if you were ea let's say you ran ea you wouldn't pay two million dollars for 30 minutes on a stage at e3 when you could host your own event and control exactly you know sell ads to it whatever like you it just as a business doesn't make much sense so they created ea play and it was like this that was when skate got teased two three years ago this yeah the and then they year. i think they just announced that they've not began development but like they kind of just like ramped things up for skate yeah and uh but like that was at ea play and now it looks like ea play is not happening at all and ea is just throwing their games out at various um bigger like conventions so star wars celebration is coming you would expect that fallen order would would be like the star wars game that ea is doing would be announced there um so i'm not sure i and i'm assuming they'll just independently release stuff about madden and yeah. fifa or well fc eafc now um but yeah like when it comes to like you know nhl uh you know i would assume that all of it but what that means though is that because I've said this quite a bit, because everyone's like, it, it, once cross console is there, th- that, that is the biggest fundamental change they can make to the game to improve the entire game. Like, it, no no other thing that they could add would make NHL a better video game than cross console because of how small the play... It's not small, 
but it is not big when you separate them, mm-hmm. even when it's just two consoles. When you put them all together, all of the possibilities open up. But the problem is, is that the first year that cross consoles the thing, a we have no, we have me and you can both agree that we have no faith it will work, like zero faith. Uh, yeah, it, maybe there will be like a thirty percent disconnect rate, you know, yeah. in those games or something, and yeah. then oh, my high chance looping. run is ruined. Exactly, like there is going to be very, you know, and it wouldn't surprise me if it's like you know like certain things are cross console or something like i have we have no idea on it yet they've been very hush hush about it and um that like you know maybe it's like a, a december thing like what happened with roster sharing i have no idea it's very hard to, to well that's kind of funny though because like so we had the roster sharing patch and it's like i know yep. ea has these yearly releases but it's gotten so bad like i mean it's just too hard to develop a game in a year where it's, it's like, not, hey, it's not, and it's so logical. NHL's done it, Madden's done it, where it's like, we have these things that we want to put in the game, we can't do it, so let's just put in these added features and title, patches. Title which, updates, yeah. Yeah, these title updates where it's just like, just take a little bit of extra time, maybe don't make a game for you. I know that's not feasible um, for it's a corporation. Yeah. Um, but even, yeah. If, even if they stopped NHL for a year, because a lot of things, a lot of people would be like, hey, what if they just didn't make NHL and they go bi-yearly, right? What would I do? <laughs> what would I do, Sleeves? Well, what would you do? I mean, obviously they would have to continue the update, but the problem is that the consumer would then expect two years worth of of updates in the game, which like probably isn't feasible as well. You're expecting double the stuff, right? Yeah. So it's essentially the exact same thing. You're just, you know, but now they lose $80 a year per 500,000 people that buy the NHL. So again, as a business, it doesn't make sense, which is why we'll never see it. Uh, and then we would probably let down what with whatever is actually like produced by it and it's two years because you imagine a disappointing game that took two years to make i mean if you compare 22 to 20 how what what differences are there really so like i mean that's kind of what you have to do like compare 22 to 20 that would be the two-year gap can we agree that 22 is like one of the worst in year over year a year over year that's how that's the only way to base sports games i've talked about this a lot too is like year over year yeah I, and I think it's all things that really aren't related to gameplay because like, I think at mm-hmm. its base, a hockey game is always fun. I saw Derek Carr, of all people, uh, sending mm-hmm. out tweets about playing NHL 22, right? So a hockey game is always going to be fun. But I think uh, it's just like the features and stuff that kind of ruin it for me. Ultimate Team, um, which is pretty much just what, the only thing I play year over year. There's not much to change. It was like one of the lowest. And then you separated the the player base by four i mean the the, you already mentioned it the roster sharing stuff uh that was probably a big update for all the franchise guys and that it's like those are separated over four consoles so some of the roster uh like files and stuff that you've played with on xbox i i tried to look at one and i was like i don't have that on playstation because nobody made it on ps5 yeah like toogies are pretty you know whether you want to agree or disagree with the high end some of some of his ratings that's fine but he goes and adds in like two full classes make sure every contract and player reaches the potential of what like what it looks like based on his playing career which is just it takes like 70 hours so yeah yeah like yeah you're right it doesn't happen on is that going to be cross console like you know what i mean like it's uh it's going to be interesting i think that the year after whenever cross console comes in that will be you said I, earlier this year nhl 23 23 because i assumed that like <laughs> i assumed that like you know what i mean like i was wrong we, I was we not just keep accurate. pushing it back a year nhl 24 is going to be really really good there will be a year where it is feature heavy because they can actually make new modes yeah and they aren't hamstrung by having to funnel everyone into one mode like rivals 
Like that is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Cross Conto doesn't fix everything, especially in hockey ultimate. It doesn't fix everything. It allows you to implement and build the things that fixes everything. Yeah. Which is two different things. Yeah. Let's uh all right, let's move on. I want to touch on a little bit something I'm really excited about. Uh, so uh, over the beginning of the playoffs, there's another game changer and creator uh, between uh, between the pipes. If you follow them on Instagram, they do like goalie content for ESHL. It's uh, I believe it's John Adelwell and and um, Crease Police. I believe so. I think they're the one. Yeah, those are the two, and they're two great game changers. And 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 you know, good uh, goal. They make great goaltender content for ESHL. So if you haven't followed them, go check it between between uh, the pipes and. Um, they ran this thing called the pad offs and it was a like a bracket challenge where community members sent in pictures of their pad builds uh, of for each of the playoff teams i thought this was such a good and then everyone voted on on instagram on instagram story so i got to thinking i'm like man i would love to do the same thing for the worst cards of nhl 22 um so i started that and my editor started like mocking things up and and i got the bracket together so i put in like my first i put in like five or seven that like I know whether it just be, you know, I use them or like I heard enough early on in the year about some of the worst ones and uh, they were pretty universally agreed upon. And the rest of them were just suggestions from my Discord, my YouTube comments, uh, my, my Twitch stream. And I managed to find 32. 32 is a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to lie. There will be some that are in there that are just going to immediately be voted better or like, you know, the, there's going to be a card there. Whatever going against will be the worst card um so the first round will be kind of a wash for the most part there won't be that many difficult decisions but i'm interested uh i'm interested to see give me give me a couple off the top of your head that you uh, would nominate for worst. uh there there is one that's the worst in my opinion uh and then there's a second close worst but uh the worst one is that kessler um collections one was whenever you the team complete, builder kessler. yeah the team builder one um i would like i said before on this podcast i would bet money that that card even though it said 90 overall um it was his gold base version at like 70 something. And that gold base version, he had no offensive awareness. So in like that was the one that you could notice. Yeah. It was was like a 90 overall. And at that point, whenever he came out, it was probably one of the top five to 10 highest rated cards in the game. Oh Um, yeah. There were, there was only, there was only three or two, like nine. I I don't know. There weren't a lot of nineties, right? Mario. I think Mario and Gretzky were 89s. Yeah. Or nineties. Yeah. So, um, I think there was something wrong with that card. Uh, we never got any like concrete like feedback from EA. Um, but I also think that's so tinfoil hat theory time. Um, I think that's one of the things where EA probably couldn't say like, hey, we had this card out that you guys like spent money in acquiring the cards mm-hmm. to get it. Um, and it wasn't working as intended because the second card is that Yager card um, that came out that 91 overall MSP at the beginning of the year that just didn't play right right like i know he had like mid 90s shoot man he, he had mid 90s sh- shooting at that point he was the highest rated you shooter in the game up. you should be able to flick up at yeah. that stage yeah um, and um he had he was another alumni that had a base gold version because he was playing in the check league and that played like a 77 i think he was like a 77 in the game another one like that was that bedard that under 22 to bedard <sighs> now um, I, was that because he was small no, there was like again fundamentally like he just wouldn't like he. There's like shooting where like it doesn't seem, but like you're missing the net and yeah. like you're not getting. If you had nine, I think he had ninety four speed or ninety three or ninety three acceleration, ninety four speed. And at the time it came out, that's extremely high. And when you are never able to get a break, like not breakaway, but breakaway speed. If you can't run away from somebody, 
um with that like there's something not clicking and not not going right i this leads to me to something else i've been thinking a lot about because a lot of people are like i saw one of my comments like oh there's a common thread here they're slow and i you know what like really chaps my ass is that like (laughs) stats just like do not matter enough in nhl and there's no way to quantify them so um we we do this all the time now but if we if we can pair mlb's attributes and what they actually do um so let's say their contact rating against lefties and righties very easy to determine you know uh, if it's higher against lefties their contact is better against lefties and righties but what it does is it increases the pci size Mm -hmm. and that you can see that right you can see that on screen your pci is literally bigger power um, you know, obviously that means that they can hit the ball further. Their velocity is higher on the, on the exit velo, and you can see that number. And then, um, you know, like swings do come into context. So everyone that has really high power doesn't mean that they just all, all of them hit home runs. There's some guys that have lower power that hit that match the ball because their swing is just really good. But then there's like speed and their speed is very evident. Like it is very, very evident. Um, arm strength, same thing. The ball just, you know, when you throw it, like I want, there's, I would say there's less attributes for sure. But we've we've been like there is like twenty over twenty attributes for every card, and there's not quantifiable ways to view how they operate. You know? Yeah, I would say. I mean, it's tough because it it all happens in a vacuum, right? Like, there's only like a few instances, and then they stand out. Um, wrist shot accuracy, right? Like, I mm-hmm. think that's one that sticks out because it's realistically, if you have ninety nine. You should probably only miss the net uh, 2% of the time, I would think. 1%? Yeah, right? Or hit Um, the bar, yeah. Yeah, and like in my mind how it should work, and maybe it does in the game, maybe I just don't notice it, is if you have a guy with 99 wrist shot accuracy and you settle the puck and you aim it to the top right corner, it should go to that top right corner most of the time, right? If you have 80 accuracy, maybe it goes like uh, lower than that. Like maybe maybe it misses the net more. Uh, maybe it goes into the goalie's chest like ten percent of the time, right? There should maybe that maybe that error model is built in. Uh, I'm just not sure. It has to be could, right. It this has to summer, be. man. This summer, let's spend like a couple hours and run some tests, like we did with that stupid manual tip nonsense. Uh, that didn't work. That did not exist. <laughs> did we? <laughs> but, yeah. There was that point in time where you and I would spend an hour in uh, a versus or a hut game, friendly game, doing D to D's. <laughs> yes there was <laughs> it's time we're not gonna be able to get back when we die no absolutely not but no i feel like me and you are the only nerds that would actually like go in and, and do that like it, again but how do you test that you you legitimately cannot test that because there isn't something that can display it like if you go into practice mode like I mean, I think I think the only way to see attributes is with a large enough discrepancy. Yeah, because a one is not enough. You know, like ninety three to ninety four shooting. That's no difference, right? It's not. It's the exact same. But when do you see this difference? And maybe it's a plateau because you here. There's a there's a really good example. Um, Auto sauce uh, last year or maybe it was NHL twenty. Uh, Nuge, I remember, did this great experiment where he went and found out when you would auto sauce at what attribute. So he tested 
It's, and he also proved that synergies work, which I thought was amazing. Um, so this was like at 79, uh, if a player's stick was in the way, he would not auto sauce. It would be pass if you pass along the ice, it would get you know it would go right it would right along the ice and it wouldn't be picked. At 80 and above, if you sent a pass and someone stick was in the way or a player was in the way, it would auto sauce. So That's so low to have that as the threshold. Yeah, 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 and it, I don't know if it was nine, 100% of the time, but mm -hmm. it would happen. He, you could get it to trigger at 80, and what was crazy is that he put a 79 overall and then did a passing synergy, and that was how he proved it, that synergies actually work, which I thought was genius Yeah, um, because there was a way to actually get it. But yeah, like, you know, I think X-Factors... <sighs> Dude, could you imagine... Again, this is the pessimist in me, but could you imagine if X-Factors just don't do anything? Give me one other than, let's say, like one T. Okay, other than you one T? You can clearly hear one T. It yeah. offers a different audible noise. The, yeah, but the, the audio cue doesn't count because Born Leader had that uh, glitch where anytime you took a shot with somebody with, I think, Gold Born Leader, it would have that noise. Do you remember that? I don't, but I don't play with the audio on, so I guess like... You, okay. know I mean? you just play audio. I mean, I know Born really Leader worked because I would score a goal and I would see the boost. Like you would see. Yeah, you would see that. Like, I guess that one's like the only like concrete one that you could see. But like, dude, I, I think shock and awe. Shock and awe was a pretty uh, glitchy one. That at one's times. evident. That's yeah. evident, too. I guess. Um, be, like, backhand beauty. We saw uh, Regs use that a few times. With dude, was that, was was that doing, him with it? Or no, that was, was that un uninstall? Uninstall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that like? i don't know if he was i had not seen that goal personally and i'm sure there's like guys that are like have you never seen that where he was like basically forehand backhand from like the face-off dot every yeah. shot that he went and took was far side with a backhand which makes no sense in real hockey but he did it with crosby and crosby's backhand beauty was on and it went in like three times and i was like what in the world like that's yeah i mean i, I, mean, I guess it, the thing with the, the thing with the game though is like backhand beauty for most of the year uh, was like eight points and there was only one person Crosby that had it There's so it's Crosby, like why would yeah. you spend eight points on that? Um, and I still think they didn't really have anybody released with it. Would you agree that like making it simpler with less would be better? And I'm not talking just about X factors, but we talked about this with divisions. I've I've mentioned this before that there should not be ten divisions. There's not enough people. There should be five, and that way you're you're searching within your realm you know if if division five is division nine and ten yeah that's you know division four is eight and seven right i think that that would work way better just from like matchmaking and as well as the, the amount of players you're playing um the other thing is like again the attributes like like body checking what 21 i thought it really mattered I yeah, did. you I mentioned that with, I think, uh, was it Adam McCarr. Fox? Uh, McCarr, it McCarr, that's it, yeah. Last year, where finally smaller defensemen were fine as long as they had really high body checking. But then this year, man, like one of the worst card nominees is Team of the Year Adam Fox because he's got high body checking, but he was just an awful card for the million you had to spend on him. Yeah. And it's like only now truculence works like that. And it's like, so it but body checking there's also strength and then there's like balance and then there's a player's height it's like there's no way to quantify what a lot of these attributes actually do yeah and when when you ask bro dude, <laughs> that might be the most frustrating dude, the amount of times 
I ask what some what an attribute does and don't get a concrete answer, or I do, and it doesn't make any sense. Is you know, I I mean, I for know. some it's, some of those attributes are like modifiers, right? So we know it's strength that that was added. I feel like back in like NHL eleven or twelve, maybe strength was added. Strength strength is a yeah is a, is it, a it, it's it's a it's simply a modifier attribute, but it's its own attribute, right? So we know of ninety nine strength that increases balance that increases body checking so how do like what's an easier way to view that like okay so i know i have 99 strength and 70 body checking what's my body checking then right i think that what we could do is so like the the five fundamentals of like hot one of the things that really pisses me off when trying to do the worst card thing as well as the best card is the same thing I deal with all year round when I have the best team. There's no differentiator. Yeah. You know, like it, I don't notice new cards because going up against all the other good cards, there's no differences. There's nothing that makes like there was a few cards this year that Ulf Samuelson and, and Adam foot at launch of the game. Dude, that good. was just yeah. fun. Like yeah. it was straight up just fun. McDavid um, for the most part, you know, like it's just exceptionally faster than everyone else. Um, gold post to post on carry price like there was a few things that really really felt different but then for everyone else it's just like they're just cards like you could have no face on them and it would be exactly the same which is what sucks because like in mlb stances are different so the swings are different Mm -hmm. some have like are slower faster well i don't even i think that they say that there's no difference but like there's a reason why some people can't hit like haven't they can't hit it out of the park with someone who has a hundred power and it's like consensus across the board something's wrong like their swing is just not good for them and why some people excel so much with certain cards and can't with others right whereas like in nhl like i think that hitting would be one if they can actually bump people off the puck, not bump you off the puck and knock them down uh shooting speed and then uh, I don't even know what else. Like, I think yeah, those are the only three things. I don't think puck control is as important. It's like three, those three things. Because once you get to like over 85 offensive awareness, they won't drop the puck on a pass. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If you go and if you don't know what we mean, go and use a bronze team or a couple of bronze cards and try and try pass between them. They will like lose the puck momentarily before they actually gain control of it. And it's infuriating to play with <laughs> if you're trying to. So if you don't have good offensive awareness, it's very important, but it only lasts like... You know, once you're at 85, everyone just receives a pass, right? Yeah. I mean, that's I, just, I just the fundamental to... issue in, in hockey ultimate team, though, is like just the attribute differentiation. And um, no one knows what they mean. Yeah. And it's like Gretzky's the greatest passer of all time, mm-hmm. but he can only go up to 99 passing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But then Joe's... we get into like NHL hits or like some like arcade superpower thing where like, and it's hockey's a very serious mode, right? Like, yeah. Would you, would you like that? Like, what like a nhl hits no like you said that gretzky goes to 99 right yeah but like everyone else can go to 99 so like how would you differentiate him from other people um either an ability right with an x factor i think that's the easiest one um i mean i think i think mlb's model is like perfect um with the 125 scale um and then just re-tinkering with the overall formula right so like if Gretzky's a 99 overall, he doesn't have to have 99 body checking, right? He doesn't have to have 99. Yager's one that always stood out to me. Um, he never took a slap shot in the NHL, maybe like twice. Um, but no matter what, he has 95 wrist shot power and accuracy and 95 slap shot power and accuracy. That wasn't what he did, 
right? Like, why Dude. can't he have 99 wrist shot and 70 slap shot? One of the things I really enjoy about some of the content MLB is that they'll release out different types of cards. So, like, let's say we'll use Miguel Cabrera as a perfect example. So Miguel Cabrera could get a, you know, his live series card and what he is right now, which is like a silver. He's not very good. He's not nearly any good anymore as what he used to be. But then they have like award cards where it's like from his award winning season, when he won the triple crown, his stats indicate as if you were playing with that player. But then they also have the Miguel Cabrera rookie card where it's like, he was a lot fat. Yeah, speed was way higher than what it was in his big years where he barely, you know, he didn't run at all. Speed's way higher. His contact is not as high. His power is not as high, but maybe his fielding is way better. Yeah. Like those, like, dude, there's none of that. None of it. Like, I mean, they, they we, try to indicate that um, with, with those like, D, like those, those flashbacks or like something else, right? Like the, they'll the have plays um, of the year. Yeah, there, there's some cards that they try to do that on, but no matter what, it's always built off what the base attribute is on the gold card from right now, right? So if you have like Eric Eric Carlson, for example, and you go back to like a flashback from his like, I don't know, let's say his let's say his rookie year, his defensive awareness should be a 65 and his speed should be a 98, but you can't do that because his base version defensive awareness is 86, right? That and they have to arbitrarily make it whatever it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to fix the overall system unless they go to a 125 system. Or even a 110 or something, right? Like, yeah, just more than they're allowed to do. Just something. Or just reserve, like we talked about it last year, the year before, we made a YouTube video together with like um, the scale, right? Like no matter what, Connor McDavid's the only one that can get to 99 speed. No matter what, Patrick Kane's the only one that can get to 99 hands. Yep. I think that that would be, that'd be super cool. Yeah. You I know? mean, dude, I... I uh, I watched GWC on Saturday and I was like, oh, I can play some NHL Sunday. I, uh, I, I loaded into two hot champs games Let's and it was go. fun for a little bit. I played two games, both of the people quit, but like there's nothing to play on it right now. Everybody's 99. Um, every every card plays the same way. That's the issue. There is no differentiator. So like, yeah, but that's doing... the fun thing about watching GWC is that yes. Crosby's Crosby on that ice. McDavid looks like McDavid. Um, the third line looks like a third line. I go in the hut and it's just like, you know, whoever has a card now is 99. Dude, when Gren, there was a couple of plays where Gren was playing Aves and it was like Aves had like, I don't know, like Damon Severson on the back end and he got a hold that there was one sequence where McDavid blew by everyone down the wing. He got a save on a breakaway um, and Aves went all the way back Gren didn't switch players. Kept McDavid went straight down. Was able to catch back up to him, lift his stick, and steal the puck. And I was like, "Oh my god, dude!" Like, hey, I've I've been watching some of the playoffs. That's kind of realistic with how he's is. playing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like I, I was like, "This is cool." Yeah, like, but in in hockey ultimate, in ult- not just hockey ultimate, ultimate team, it's a marketing mode. People mm-hmm. will not buy players if they are the same overall at the start of the game as they will at the end of the game. You won't, like, and maybe people that are savvy, you would, like, we would, right? We would understand it, but, like, as a general consensus, if they release an 87 overall card in January, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this 87 overall card? Like, you know what I mean? Even though, like, the highest card's, like, a 91, you wouldn't care because of, like, you always need more. It's always more, it's always more, it's always more, and that's just how it works. Like, it's an easy way to sell money in packs. I have an idea for you. Huh. So... Um, thinking about more about NHL content and, and just, you know, improving upon it, making something more exciting. One thing I think NHL does really well is the event system in the sense that every two weeks, everyone stops on Friday and either goes to Twitch streams 
or Reddit or Fosto's Twitter account. Like <laughs> it all stops to find out what the new event is and the new master sets. And I think that that's overlooked by a lot of people because maybe you're disappointed and a lot of the times you don't like it nonetheless your attention is there which is something that i think nhl does very well when it comes to mlb there's very there's a lot less frequency in their content drops in terms of like new new cards um but when it happens they you know it, it hits hard like it's it's very good whereas nhl every friday and even not every like not every other friday with new events it's like every friday essentially is like everything stops and they need to focus on that so what i was thinking was like okay like how do you make it even better than that how could they just add something in that'd be great for the player base and it would be feasible because ea would make money okay because like you have to think like that like they won't just they won't just put something in ea's ea right it's yeah. not like you know what i mean it has to have them a bottom bottom thing one thing another thing mlb does that's great is they release old cards um, whether it be you know old uh, t- um, tops moments where it's like old team of the week cards essentially, um, but man NHL when I was thinking about this best of or best and worst cards of twenty two I'm like man there's like I have like a Mount Rushmore of hut cards I have my own personal one and I'm sure that everyone does back in the day and throughout the years but could you imagine every Friday one card gets released back into the player pool. And you can only acquire it through packs because I think that the, uh, again people be like, oh, we know. I, I think that in the grand scheme of things, there should be guaranteed rewards everywhere else. Yeah. Okay, there should be. All right, so let's pretend that that happens, even though it won't. Uh, let's pretend that happens. Much like an MLB, headliners come out every Friday, and it's a new headliner, it's a new special card. Like you know, like a this week was like a prime time a prime Jared Weaver. So Jared Weaver at the height of his prime. Okay, and you can only get it through packs and uh could you imagine like friday comes and they release the like you know i guess it'd be hard one of my like one of mine is like the 99 eve of uh, the eve the very first year of the fantasy cards of brady kachuk he was yeah. a master set so it'd be hard to do that because he was like a 90 he eventually became a 99 but let's do my another one of mine uh the lit versus grip mural heiskanen that card was on my team card, for yeah. like four months right so imagine that friday comes you have the new event whatever everyone's hyped but then like there's this new card this new mural high skin lit versus grit 90 overall card that you can acquire does a couple things one uh the interest is at its peak already from the event but you also drive into see like oh dude like old cards from like prior years that's way higher interest as well two you're gonna get more people to try and rip packs or at least save their packs for that day um to try and pull this card three if you actually pull it you have a card that meant something to pull. This is not a, I pulled a 94 in February and it's worth 70K. This is like the only way you could acquire this card is by pulling it. And, you know, it's only in packs for a week. Like, let's say they're only in packs for a week and they're not overpowered because you can release these cards at the same rate as which they were kind of released in the prior yeah games, so right? like that lit versus grit would be released early on and yeah. on the early on right i'm trying yeah. to think of some other examples uh that class nhl 20 the classic rasmus dalene would be another one that for was me. a big it's one, always yeah. defensemen early on because yeah. defensemen either have really bad shooting or they're not fast because yeah. of like the defensive stats are always higher so a master set defenseman early on is usually fast and has a decent shot and it's like really noticeable um, so that was just like my idea and it's like you already have the rights to this because they're in the game prior game all you have to do is re-upload yeah is and, the... unless unless it was like an alumni player that isn't signed anymore right but even then i would assume that their rights are still like 
I guess because technically you'd be making money now. Yeah, yeah. But like just but, the ones that you have because most of the players, like most of the cards in Hut, besides like a rookie that maybe just started this year, um, they've been in Hut for years. Man, like I just really think that that's like a... I, I, I would love to hear the debate from EA to not do that. I, I think it's a good idea because I think it's like the people that have a nostalgic feeling for some of these cards. You can go back years too, right? Like last yeah, six, dude. seven years. November Ovechkin or whatever. Everyone, everyone, Crosby everybody, or whatever everyone talks yeah, yeah. everybody loved those cards. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to see. I would like it. Um, Could you think of one off the top of your head? I really dude, and that's the thing. That's the problem with like I think what we do. Like I know you have a few examples. I'm never really tied to cards like that. Um, I really like the trade. I think it was trade deadline Yager um, two years ago. There was like a '97 Yager that came out um, that was pretty cool. Um, it was like he was that. on the Bruins, I believe, is when he was traded. Yeah, yeah, I liked him a lot. Um, but other than that, I don't. I'm never really like. I don't know. I guess yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me. No, no, no. I'm in the same way. When you have all the best cards, you don't appreciate them the same. Yeah. Like, I, I think something that has been um, that I'm I'm definitely I've taken notice of in terms of just like content engagement. Like, no money spent is the best way to for for YouTubers as a whole. If you want to start making NHL content, no money spent is what everyone wants to watch because it's the most relatable. So I, I actually like, am glad you brought that up because I was thinking yeah, like, oh, what am I going to do for NHL 23? I was thinking about just doing that for the year. I am I I will be putting I will still be doing what I normally do but what I normally do is I double down I spend like you know everyone wants to see the best cards so like that's something that like I like doing I like having all the best cards so people can hum in the stream or my YouTube channel and be like okay the, let's like let's watch Mario Lemieux at launch of the game with Gretzky and X Factor McDavid right like no one else has this so like that's a huge plus for me but what I then do is like I do all the squad battles all the rivals all my team to make it like this super duper uber team yeah and then it's like it's like oh, okay and then if i were to go and do a no money spent which i started this year it's like dude i don't have the energy to do this again and it's much more necessary to do that on a no money spent team as opposed to a, a money spent team so what i will be doing is i will be spending my money and having my god squad but then that is it i will then be spending almost 80 percent of my time on my no money spent team uh because a i want to know what it's like again Mm-hmm. um you know i mean it's it's easy to talk about here are the best cards and this is what you should do how do you make coins and there's another thing of actually doing it right so i think that like that is something that uh is definitely going to be my main focus and now definitely you're allowed to get ahead. the pre-order bonuses and the pre-order packs on the no money spent team right uh that is a hot topic for debate i'm actually not going to do that okay. a true no money spent is you bought the standard edition and there you go this is like the so, nuzlocke pokemon run right here <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah no because a lot of people be like dude because if you pull something in there like that's just kind of you know the player who picks up the standard edition it's like i'm no money spent it's like dude well, i didn't get that you yeah know? yeah um but showing people then of like you know how to go is definitely the way you know i think i think is um you know how i how i want to tackle nhl 23 from the content um, side though what is the best because like that's what I, I was thinking about the last few days like oh, I'm, I'm probably going to do that like it's probably more fun uh, my chances of winning the GWC are like extremely low, so it doesn't. And I can always get a good team anyway. No money spent. Um, mm-hmm. Is that like an episodic content, right? Like, is it like, yeah, you know, no money spent, like episode twenty three? Right? I yeah yeah like okay. that's how you would that's how you would do it. That's yeah. how I, okay. And, um, but yeah, like that that's something that I'm I'm gonna focus a lot on, and then um, like you know, spending money on the team definitely. I would still do that on my other on my other squad on my PlayStation One or whatever it is, and then. Uh, we'll see but yeah definitely uh going to go that route and i think that you'll appreciate cards way more yeah you know i think we're desensitized to it i'll admit that like i there 
the only way people ask me like yo does that card feel good the only time i can tell is if they're either really bad or really good yeah because my it's so it's so hard to be noticeable like when a card's not good i notice it immediately because all of my other cards are, are deemed good mm-hmm. right so uh, i'm excited for that and, and excited to, to start the content for that um is there anything else i want to talk about i don't know did you have anything else written down um some of the best cards this year give me a couple i'm doing a best card bracket as well yeah i haven't started yet but um i think whenever the game came out uh, mcdavid x factor was just like leagues ahead of everybody else is exceptional yeah yeah um i also liked uh the x factor crosby for the first two months um he was really fun to use <laughs> dude um, i was like dude crosby's not it <laughs> I know, dude whenever the game first came out yeah. he was really good um yep. it's just like everybody else caught up um are there any other cards i like like there's always Evo Duchesne. i didn't see i i avoided him and i'm glad i did because by the time gwc came around like everybody was 99 but i think for a while evo evo Duchesne was like just that is yeah. insane insane it right was, it was absurd yeah um there were the cards we invested in morgan riley uh the evo mm-hmm. one but we and, didn't use uh, them mccann mccann so he's up there i would say that was probably my favorite card um zetterberg of, team builder that was really good foot foot and samuelson which, which you mentioned yeah. um team builder primo whenever the 98 came out that was the best yeah. card at that point i believe team of the year headman yeah that's the shot that uh, the one uh, the one t headman yeah oh the team of the season one right that was the team of the season headman the, the one of the, the team of the year is uh is is uh january yeah so i was saying team of the season i thought was better because it had the gold one t does it I'm yeah tripping. team of the oh. year had gold shot down when it was that the was two. it yeah, yeah. that oh. was you know, that was a dark was so was so overpowered because everybody had him <laughs> yeah. right and he was out there for 40 minutes a game yeah yeah uh x factor price yeah post to post right that gold post to post for a while was it that gold that x factor carry price was something else uh, that's fun that's gonna be a fun one too yeah. I'm curious to see what because again I'm not I'm just I'm putting all the cards together but I'm not I'm like I'm not voting or trying to direct it in any way so I'm excited to see what everyone you know as dude, many Shane's gonna win vote. I hope right because every dude I want to say like three thousand people uh every single day we're like oh did do shane scored did you know and then every dude, single yeah. time he scored it was like uh Twitter would go off like yeah. oh he's a 97 now you know I loved it because EA dude that is my favorite event i said it when it came to this out that has been my favorite event since it came into play because ea has no control dude i think they somebody, can't do anything i think somebody went to a preds game and uh held up like a sign like oh he's a 99 or something now like they had like a sign really? think, i'm pretty sure i saw it on like the hut subreddit dude that's actually pretty good yeah all right let's uh let's talk about our top five all right let's yeah. do our top five top five single player games right top five we talked a lot about nhl today by the way it was like good almost for us all nhl yeah those are rare ones yeah yeah all right let us know in the comments if you like that every once in a while if that's what we should stick to and you just don't like our lives uh let's do our top five single player games of all time uh do you want to set some parameters for this um yeah i would like to set some parameters so these were um what are the parameters did we have all right did we have i I will say i will say what mine what mine are no but like so this is what i want to say like when defending your list so mine is the ones I spent the most amount of time in, re- whether it be replaying or like meticulously going through it to making sure I got everything. Okay. Um, it wasn't just, you know, I played it once, game was very good, and like it's one of the best games I've ever played. 
This okay. is like the games that like sucked my life apart when I played them like and that was it. And it was very difficult to come up with five. There's a few that I would like to and I'm whenever we do these, I, I think I put too much value on nostalgia. Yeah, but it's it was such a different era because like when I when we were kids, single player game was all we had. Well, that's the thing. So, Going through this, this is like all these games were at least 10 years ago at, at the yeah, least. My latest is, yeah, I guess maybe it's about 10 years ago. Um, and that just goes to show like what the state of single player games are now. Yeah, I the uh, only rule I did was it could only be one game per series. So like I couldn't have like, you know, multiple yeah. Grand Theft Auto games or like whatever yep. else. So yeah, that's what I did. Um and there was only one game in here that maybe I didn't spend as much time in, but it was like a very linear story driven game uh, that I replayed multiple times. Any special, uh, any special or, uh, you know, like uh, close or what's the word here? Um, uh, what special is mentions? Special honorable, mention? honorable mention. Honorable mentions. Oh, dude, yeah, we're, honor- we're terrible at this. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, I didn't have any. You know what? There's an honorable mention for some indie games that I really loved. Um, like I played Journey on ps3 i don't know if you remember that game oh really yeah that was like it was like a four-hour game that's like one of my favorite games ever but i didn't include that here because it's like it's like a four-hour it's like watching like a tv show the Um, uh mine the one the reason why i mentioned this is because it's not one of my best five favorite games there's there was literally no way i I tried to there's no way for it to knock any of these five out for me but uh, i just saw in the playstation store so playstation plus is doing this thing where it's like doing what xbox does where you can go back and play old xbox games mm-hmm. which playstation should really do because playstation is a huge library before xbox even existed with playstation one and i grew up playing playstation one and i the uh, someone posted uh, on this gaming website a picture of the of the store and what it's going to look like in hong kong and it showed the girl of uh, from aloy from from horizon which is a phenomenal very very good game and the other one was like the console or the catalog and it showed regina from dino crisis which is like dino crisis one and two i remember playing with my friend like it was single player but we would try and beat it together yeah. we were like you we were like eight and nine years old was one of the most fun captaining it was like resident evil with dinosaurs essentially it was very it, difficult right wasn't that yeah, the thing it about it was the, not okay. puzzle driven you had to you know there was mixing of like plants to like make like healing things a lot like it, it looked in the interface looks a lot like resident evil mm-hmm. um but man is uh was it such a great game um just played so much of it so wanted to make sure that was in there um but yeah all right all right yeah i'll be getting it off um so number one or i guess number five i don't know no particular order yeah uh so i'll go with bioshock on okay. uh, xbox 360 and ps3 mm-hmm. um i remember i went over my f- like it was like freshman year of high school i went over to my friend's house and he was playing this game and i hadn't like heard of it um i got sucked in borrowed the game from him played through it a couple times um amazing story there was like the little uh like gotcha thing at the end you know the what, is, what do they call those in uh like suspense movies the uh <laughs> The, like not trick. the cliffhanger the um i have no dude we are awful we're like so our bad brains are, yeah like we were good for 50 minutes yeah. yeah oh a twist it had a good twist, twist. it had a good twist at the end <laughs> uh, but i love bioshock did you play that at all at all dude i have some movies and video games um that are embarrassing to say i've never done bioshock i wouldn't say is one of them but bioshock was big enough and I just avoided it. I don't know why. Well, dude, you never watched Goodfellas, which I was like shocked. That about. was yeah, I had never seen Goodfellas, which yeah. is you know crazy. And I love like The Sopranos, but yeah. I just watched The Sopranos like 
in my new house so like a year and a half ago maybe yeah so like i you know there's just some movies like ghostbusters never seen it yeah um all right i'm gonna start with uh the the, the game that the latest game like the, of the, my on my list is the last of us okay um it could be one or two i think two runs on too long two dude there's like uh, have you ever played the last of us yeah of course yeah i played uh have you both, played both? Uh, yeah i, I okay. played both i didn't finish two um okay dude. unintentionally it, number two there was like seven spots as you got in further where you're like okay this could be the end where like it's just like ah we're gonna fast forward that's two what months. happened to me Bruh, so i got like, to a point and then i'm like oh this is only halfway through the game this has been 10 hours it, they in which I, I give them credit for because now games um are all whatever multiplayer battle royale like whatever can get you know keep attention spans fat the, the art of a single player game is just not really there anymore and which is why i think a lot of this on our list is going to be old get older games but the last of us uh, the second one was an incredible story but it dude it did there was sections you could have just completely wiped out and made it you know 10 hours less because i want to say it was like a 40 hour game it was a lot because i didn't finish it and i really liked the first one the thing i liked about the last of us too it made a lot of people angry for no reason uh so that's mm-hmm. why i liked it you know a lot of like the incels and stuff <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about there's a um, woman in my game what is this yeah, yeah. and she's like gigantic and can kick yeah. the shit out of people it's yeah. like oh my god like, yeah not in my video game <laughs> no but it, it had it had a pretty incredible story i think number one though um is a pretty generational story game mm-hmm. i remember i played it i didn't even play it on ps3 i got my ps4 and it was a launch uh item with ps4 to get the upgraded like you know, yeah. remastered version like that came up probably like three or, i would assume like three or four years later mm-hmm. played it um it was one of the first games on my ps4 i got and i was just like dude like i you know it's hard it's hard nowadays with the attention span of not just like younger people but like us like our attention spans are much different than that they were yeah and it was just like hooks like you can't like it's like a good book like i think like, i think uh, it has one of the best endings too where it's like i mean we could talk about spoilers for the last of us right i believe so yeah all right that's but yeah like you yeah. know he he loves her so much like he's like yeah f the world like I'm, i don't yeah. want her to die to you know save the world like i care about this kid that was a really powerful ending it was very good very yeah. very powerful um your turn uh, yeah, so my next one, I'll go GTA San Andreas for number four. I am going to rank that these is, as I go. That's, that's one of mine. Yeah, and I just, uh, I love the new Grand Theft Autos. They don't have the same nostalgic feeling as the old ones. Um, and then comparing like three, so they'd always be at like the same, right? Three to Vice City to San Andreas. San Andreas just had the most stuff in the game, and it's the one I played the most. Um, and dude, it's just like. I think the culture, right? Learning about things as a kid through a video game, like you hear like just different things and you're like exposed to all this like humor, funny stuff in it. And it's just like Grand Theft Auto is amazing. So I'll go San Andreas. There was, uh, there's a couple of moments in my, like, remember how we talked about, um, when we talked about like our favorite songs or albums Yeah. and like the, and the, the real way to distinguish what your favorite songs are is like tied to like moments. I, I talked about that. Like there's very, there's a few times in games, like there's a couple games that I can think of that might not be my favorite games, but like, I remember, like, I remember seeing Grand Theft Auto three for the first time. It was at uh, this, like, my first girlfriend in, like, grade six or whatever. Like, went to her house, and her brother was playing on a PlayStation 2, and I was like, dude, these guys are rich. And and I remember seeing Grand Theft Auto 3 and being like, dude, this is real life. This is a video game. How is this possible? How are you getting out of your car and running away? Like, I'm used to Driver, where, like, in PlayStation 1, you, like, you just in the car, you couldn't get out. And um, so, like, it's funny you brought up that nostalgia thing, but 
Uh, so I I put Grand Theft Auto Five on the list first, okay? Because I think Grand Theft Auto Five, the way they reinvented the story and it's told through three people, is incredible, like well well done. Because it's three separate characters you're following along that are very different. But San Andreas, dude, like the car customization, the 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 little things. Like on, I remember on my original Xbox, I could put. We we're talking about albums, and I remember yeah. I yeah, like mesmerized by System of a Down. I put onto my Xbox and went to the custom radio station. I were driving around, listening to every single song of that album in my car on San Andreas, and then like, yeah, like it, it just was leaps and bounds above any open world game at the time. Like, it wasn't even close, and it was yeah. huge. Like, it was humongous. Wonder- so you could have your your properties. Like, I remember having a um, yeah airfield right like you have like that hangar that you can park planes in and stuff like it was dude and i always forget about the car customization too like with mm -hmm. like the low riders or like the the um the spinners and stuff Mm -hmm. the spinning rims like they look awful but like still that was just like a part of the game that they had in there the um uh i think i I would be willing to bet a lot of people if you went back in time they don't remember the third section of it because most kids i feel like would play to the first part like grove city or whatever get to like the country part of it and then would even get to like the metropolis part they wouldn't get to san francisco and then like vegas too which was like like another 40 or 50 hours in yeah like it's so long right like i because i i I vaguely remember the last portion of grand theft auto sanders and to be honest i don't remember the ending okay um but I probably finished the game once or twice, yeah. but I played it a thousand hours. Cause I would just restart and just like, you know, it, it was just, it was just a definitely a generational game. So, um, all right. So you did that one. I'll go next. That was also on my list. Sandra is on my list. Um, I will go, man, my last three are like the three I'll go mass effect two. So, uh, mass, I remember, uh, being, I was, I was playing NHL when I was like, a, it was in grade 10 or 11 and I was like, man, I want a new story game. You yeah. know, I, I've been grinding Halo 2. I don't think Halo 3 had come out yet. Um, and uh, I remember going on IGN when their site was like way different. And I'm just like, I need a new game to be excited about. And Mass Effect had just launched. And I remember being excited about Mass Effect, learning all about it, and then playing the first one and just being like, dude, it's a very good world. And like the 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 whole concept of it is incredible. And it, what's weird is that it's not entirely... Un, like unplausible like it's it's not so the, again for anyone no mass effects is basically we become a spacefaring race we find this artifact on mars and it allows us to advances our you know our our society about you know 400 years and we discover the mass relay and in in the milky way and the mass relays are these things that can send you from one mass relay to another galaxies and galaxies away and then you eventually they run into the citadel which is basically the center of of the universe where like it's like the un yeah and then then there ends up there ends up being you know the main enemy called the reapers which are these you know these um like sentient beings that are like robotic but they every fifty thousand years wipe out the galaxy they wipe out the entire universe and all that's left are these little remnants of like the past and they do it every 50,000 years because they feed. That's how they, you know, they they basically wipe out humanity. And then so they feed themselves and then they go back into the dark space and they just are gone. And like, dude, like that's a terrifying thing. We just advance far enough. And like, that's why there's like ruins that no one can explain. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, like it, it just the story is incredible. Mass Effect one um, was very the combat was very uh, blocky and like uh, stiff. Um, but uh, very, very good. Mass Effect two is like 
you know, you, you customize your ship, you, the endings, you know, it's not something that Bioware does incredibly, uh, well, I believe it was Bioware that made massive. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you say yes to this one guy and, you know, 15 hours later, that impacts the scenario that you get later on in the game. That was, um, your, your, your choices and your save files from the prior games transferred over to the next game, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was um, one of the ones where it did that. I never played the games, um, but one of my best friends was like the biggest Mass Effect like fan mm-hmm. ever. He replayed them probably ten times each, mm-hmm. right? So like I always like he was my roommate in college, and he would always like be mm-hmm. playing that or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like at the beginning of like two, if you didn't play number one, there was like a comic that you could flip through and kind of make the bigger decisions. But there were some things that you could not. That were very small, but like you get different side quests and whatnot if you played one all the way through. Yeah, which was just so well done. And then Mass Effect two. Um, again, just the the amount of ship customization, the amount of and the story was really well done. Um, the third one kind of falls apart because you're basically under siege the whole time. Yeah. Like you're like the war is here of like the you know the Reapers are all here, but spoiler alert. Mass Effect <laughs> Two is one of the is is close to like the perfect uh single player game for me. Okay. Uh my next one we go Pokemon Silver. I had to pick a Pokemon game. Um Fuck, I didn't sing- do that. yeah, I I know actually it was a late ad. I removed something. Um and I think I think the silver generation, gold and silver, uh, is probably what I spent the most time on. Um, and that was just dude, Pokemon took over the world, right? Like everybody at school was playing it, everybody was collecting the cards. Um, and I think that one, just having both of the uh, regions in silver, was pretty great. Um, I'm gonna take off the Last of Us and put in Pokemon. Gold. Okay, okay. I, I we have the same whatever... same generation of Pokemon games, but I, I yeah, I viewed single player game as like a cinematic like story kind of thing. But if you're including a single player game, Pokemon, yeah, like I've I've I don't think there's another franchise where I put in more time than Pokemon in my life besides NHL. Uh, now maybe I <laughs> yeah. guess I mean the last I guess second the last 45 yeah. days probably makes up almost a thousand hours of playing yeah. game, but um uh yeah gold gold and silver i was reading this uh review list of like the best pokemon games and gold and silver by far technically like heart gold and soul silver where like they get all of the updates and like of animations yeah. and but like dude i remember um at the time yeah like when you're finished with it it's it was an unbelievable amount of stuff to do because then you just start over red and blue again yeah yeah and, and it was I just like a quicker they, version of it, but like still like just like, oh, wait, there's that whole other side. Like I'm going back to what I just played two or three years ago. That's just crazy. That concept. And it culminates. It culminates you playing Ash. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like so you're playing like, your, like, yeah, like you're the character that you played played as, I guess, in the first game. Um, yep. And he has like, yep. you know, like level 81 Pikachu. Fun story fun story yeah. about uh that um so again gaming moment that i remember in my life i very remember i'm nine i guess maybe 99 i'm born in 90 so i think it was 99 maybe 2000 for gold and silver i don't remember um but uh i had just gotten a uh a game boy color and um obviously pokemon wasn't red and blue was not a like a colored you you could play it on my very first game uh game boy i got given to me by a kid down the street and i could play red and blue on the, my old silver game boy yeah that was the most insane thing ever it was awesome but then my dad bought me a game boy color um and i played like mario and some other things the the uh star wars uh pod racing on my <laughs> game boy color but uh i remember calling my dad uh, my grandma would watch me all the time and uh i called my i called my dad and i said hey um they just came out with like pokemon 
gold. I'm like trying to do that kid thing where I'm like explaining it to him all about him, even though he doesn't care. And I'm just like, you know, could I get it? And and my uh, and my and my dad was like, ah, we'll see. I don't know. So I went downstairs and I was like, grandma, I told, told my grandma, I was like, I was like, what? I'm like, what does dad need done? Like and whatever. So she convinced me to like, I think it was like, I want to say like rake the leaves or like clean up the front yard. So I spent like three hours cleaning the front. I'm like doing like 10, right? Yeah. So it's not like, you know, what I, mean? I, I I did a lot of work and I got upstairs and I didn't ask my dad for anything, but like, I was like, you know what? Maybe this would improve my chances. So I guess my grandma had called my dad. So this is like 930 at night. I'm all, like, I'm getting ready for bed. Like it's my bedtime. I'm sitting there and my dad walks in. He goes, Hey, you did a great job in the front yard. And he throws me, he throws me gold. And I like, lost my mind so then <laughs> on top of that now i also remember my dad had like a, a pontiac grand prix and i washed it for him too so then he comes back into my room and he's like hey you did a great job on the car too and i was like thanks dad like yeah no problem no problem he tossed me silver and then i lost my mind bro like i remember being like dude, i'm like 10 years old and i just got yeah. two brand new video games i was like i was like oh my god i can like trade with myself and get all of my guns I just remember losing my mind. I know it's like one of my happiest memories of my old man. Like, I did nothing. I'll match that as an adult, you know? No. And like my dad's like a hard ass. Like yeah. if I wanted something, he'd be like, no. Like, yeah. And I, it's just like, it was a rare moment of generosity. And I just, I won't ever forget that. So that's awesome. Pokemon, yeah. Last of us is out. Silver's in or gold <laughs> gold. I was a gold boy. Yeah. Um, okay. I will go. Oh, is it your turn or my turn? Uh, I just went. I don't know if the, you have two more left or three more. Yeah. I have two more. Okay. I will go with uh, Star Wars and Icy Old Republic for the original Xbox. Fair enough. I didn't get into that game until too late, and it was just too dated. But it was amazing, right? You could still... They're doing a remake of it. Yeah. Um, which, for anyone that has never played KOTOR, uh, I am super jealous because you're going to get to play the remake version of it. and That's um, what I'm going to do. <laughs> it is, it is going to be awfully fun. It has... Take away Star Wars, like just take away Star Wars. It has one of the craziest stories lines that like there's a twist. I'm not going to spoil it, but it is something that you do not anticipate. It is not teased. It is like very well thought out. And the story is just incredible. And then it's the best era of Star Wars. Like they're starting to actually make content for it now, like movies and, and, and books and whatnot. But the, the, the old Republic era is basically... You know how, like, in, in Clone Wars, like, there's just way more Jedi than there are evil Jedi? Yeah. Like, there's way more Jedi, but then there's, like, you know, the Emperor or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. In the Old Republic era, it's, like, there's, like, thousands of dark, like, Sith, of, like, Sith Lords that just, like, are able to be, be able to use the Force. So it's, like, just imagine, like, you know, like, what the Clone Wars was like, only it's all Jedi and Sith. So, like, it's just a very, very, very good era. And then, like, you got your own ship. It has crew. one of the cooler looking like bad guys. What's the guy's name with like the he has like a like, Revan. Is that Revan. it? Yeah, it's either Revan or Malak. I can't remember. Okay. I mixed them up because um, right. there's two of them. But um, yeah, very, very, very cool. They're releasing a uh, I believe it's a book or maybe it's a I, I heard rumors that the next trilogy is not in the Star Wars saga, like the because the Star Wars saga is done that the Old Republic is supposed to be the next trilogy. That's so, good. Yeah, I'm uh, excited for that. And uh, it is, I put in, I've beaten it maybe twice. Same thing as San Andreas as a kid. Put in thousands of hours into playing it because there was so much to do to get like that perfect. It was very hard to get. It, it was essentially um, it, made by the same company. Essentially Mass Effect, choices mattered. But back then, like, it was crazy how much the choices mattered. And like, then you, yeah. you could be a dark Jedi or a good one. You could, you know, you could 
you be a Jedi or you could be Han Solo and just be really good with guns. You got a crew and they could you could make them do whatever you want them to do. Like very, very good. But yeah, well, I'm looking song? forward to the uh remaster then. Same. Uh, my next one, I'll go Super Mario 64. One of the okay. best like platforming games ever. Uh like that first 3D Mario. I just remember um Dude, I would play it every single day after school when I was like six or seven years old. And like I always had a friend that came over. We would play that. Um, I think the, the uh, design of that game makes it the best Mario game. I think some of the newer ones are probably better from a gameplay standpoint, like Odyssey and stuff. But that one just has like that nostalgia factor for me. Uh, again, like I, I just was a I never got an N64. It's like the only console I've never owned. Okay. And I feel like I missed out on so much. And like Mario 64 and stuff like that is like up there with like like games that i really missed that i didn't get to play because like yeah. same with like james bond i played at my friend's house yeah but, like, oh, like I never the got golden to, eye one yeah yeah like because that's like an all-timer right yeah um but yeah like i i okay fair enough mario game my uh number one this is my number one greatest game i've ever played and that's uh metal gear solid um, the first one yeah i okay. like the one for playstation um they did a remake for gamecube which was pretty good but um took away a lot of like the originality and sound and, and whatnot of it but i was too young to understand the overarching story because it's very political like mm-hmm. very like you know what i mean like it's way above a you know a seven-year-old's grasp of like the world um but man gaming moments dude like it was so hard in the pre-internet era yeah like there was still the internet but it was not consumer level like i didn't have a computer until i was like 10 right so this is like 98 and um there was no there was only word of mouth so like trying to i remember me and my two or my two buddies that i played with all the time we got stuck two hours into the game every time we would restart and try and figure it out we'd play the game again and be like oh, okay we'd explore everything and there's this part where the darpa people that are listening remember this is the part where you have to we have to, we have to find the darpa chief um and uh we couldn't figure out how to get into his like cell and it's literally you have to plant a c4 on a discolored wall and there, this is pre-internet era. Yeah, yeah. You have eight-year-olds. There's no way to to figure that out and like the logic of it. And like I remember, I'll never forget this guy named Curtis. He's one year older than us. He sat down. He's like, "Dude, that wall looks different." And we sat there. We shot at it. We fired a rocket launcher at it. Like nothing, but like you plant a C4 on it, bang, opened up, dude. We lost it. Like finally <laughs> figured it out. Then there was there was way other things that were so ahead of its time, dude. Like there was a fight against a boss that could read your mind, and if you had the memory card in, it would spit out like. He's like, I see that you love like going fast or racing cars and like because you had driver saved. Yeah, on yeah. So the only way to beat him and he because he would anticipate he would show up wherever you moved if you just played against him. And the only way to beat him is with a controller into the second port so that he couldn't read where you were going. And it's like, dude, like <laughs> you look back down. It's like, what in the world? Like how you figure that out? And then the story on top of it, there's a part where you get stuck and it's like i'll never forget this most blockbuster moment of all time i had to rent the game because my parents didn't want to my, my dad is like when my parents got divorced my dad was someone who would not spend money on anything my mom would buy me whatever i want but like i live with my dad and i remember having to rent metal gear and there's this part where you have to call uh the the chief who is like the guy who's helping you throughout the you know, the whole story you have to call his niece because she's like infiltrated the thing too and she's the one messing with everyone as well but you don't see her she's like you got to call the chief he's like i don't remember her codec number use the back of the game case i believe it's there and literally on the back of the game case it shows you talking to meryl 
And that was how you found out the codec number that you had to call oh, in advance damn. in the game. Dude, and it's like little things like that that you could never have because of the information error and like, in like well, the Well, what would happen now. if you didn't have the, uh, like, because it... So, you... dude, I got stuck for an entire week. I wasted my entire rental because yeah. I had a Blockbuster case. Yeah. So what I convinced my dad to do was to take me to EB... I think it was called Electronic Boutique at the time. That, so yeah. I go look at the new copy. And t- actually, it was Walmart. I went to Walmart, turned it around, wrote it down, put it back home, and went back home. Oh, my God. That's awesome, though. That's I remember reading. I I didn't play Metal Gear Solid 1. My cousin played the game. I remember Mm -hmm. watching him play the game. And it was just too advanced for me because I think I was like five or six when it came out. And I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, because like at that time, I would like play like the first level and I couldn't do anything. And then like Siphon Filter was also out at that time. And it was just a little too advanced for me. Um, I I could like kind of play like the first level or two. And then that was it. Um, But I didn't realize how intense like... uh, I There's remember hearing lot. about the, the memory card thing. I think I saw that on like an old G4 show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the code on the back of the box is pretty cool. There is a part in the game that is probably one of the hardest things to do. I would love to try it now where you're getting tortured. You're in a torture chamber and it can dramatically changes what happens at the end of the game. You get tortured and eventually you have to like give in. And then you, you get taken away. And like before you give in and whatever, you get like rescued by Meryl. But if you survive the torture chamber, you like you get a dramatically different reward at the end of the game and a different ending. And this person, one of the people, main people don't die. Okay. And as an eight year old trying to beat the torture chamber is literally pressing square. And you had your life meter went up like every time you hit square. But the as the torture chamber went on, it would go down faster. Dude, me and my buddy, I'll never my buddy Taylor. We would literally sit there for like an hour on him trying to do it as fast as we could and we would trade off in between the like the sections where you beat level one of it i then he would go because my arm would be tired yeah and we're like eight-year-olds and you i remember buying like a turbo controller like a turbo repeat controller oh my I god got it for my birthday so that we could actually do it it was just like those are the things that like you just can't like make anymore and that's why it's one of the best games of all time but yeah that was um, a fun uh, this oh wait i got one more game here trying to cut me wait. off here Wait, what? Yeah, I got one you more game. You went first. Oh, I went first, I, but yeah. then we doubled up at one yeah, point, yeah. I think. Yeah, so What's my last game, game? Um, Outer Scrolls Four: Oblivion. Did you play it at all? I played uh, Skyrim. Skyrim. Okay, Oblivion was way better in terms of story. Um, really? And there was a lot more in the game, too. Um, okay. Like, the side quests were better. Uh, there, there was this one you worked for, like, the Dark Brotherhood, which is, like, an assassin mm-hmm. group. They were in uh, yeah. Skyrim as well. And uh, you go to this house. You're invited to this party. Um, and your goal is to kill off everybody there. The Red um, Wedding? Kind of, right? Kind of like the Red <laughs> Wedding. Probably written better uh, than some of the yeah. later Game of Thrones uh, seasons. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you kill them off like one by one, they start to suspect that like the other people are the murderer and not you. And it's kind of cool how you can play off each other against like, you know, the other guests at this That's party. Sick. And like, you know, maybe you can like wait until one goes into a bedroom or into the basement. And uh, there was just like a lot of really cool quests in Oblivion. Um, and the leveling system uh, was a little bit better, too, in my opinion. Um, and there's just so much more in the game. Like, Oblivion looked better. The combat was better. But, like, I think it uh, some of the stories struggled a little bit. I'm curious, too. That's, yeah, it's another game I wish I would have played. Because it, I, I really don't like Medieval. Like, so, like, okay. it, like, it takes a lot for me to, like, get invested in a game that's in, like, I love, like, modern. Like, I love sci-fi stuff, like, clearly. Yeah. Like, Star Wars, like, one of my favorite, like, franchises, or probably my favorite. And Mass Effect is like one of my favorite series as well so uh yeah it's definitely a series i wish i played more of but i'm excited to hear you guys uh man, a nice little long podcast for yeah, you we did. uh let me know what your five five favorite games are single player games what's next week want to do disappointing shows 
Do we count that, that we, as? Yeah, keep going. What is it? Is it that we? I was to say disappointed shows that we watched enough of. That yeah, we're mad we invested the time in. Yeah, I can already think of two, so that's easy enough. I can think of a couple too. Yeah. All right, all right. So we will see you guys next week for that. Thank you guys for watching, and uh, we'll see you then. Have a good one, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.